When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I mentioned earlier when Elton John was playing that I'd be talking to a man who's worked with Elton and many others, and Curtis Tigers is in the studio. Curtis, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you're very, very welcome. Um, I see you're playing Belfast in April time. People will be looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's, uh, it'll be my first time at Ulster Hall since, I think, 1994. Or 90, it's been a long time, uh, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. It's April 6th. Uh, isn't that right? It is, yeah, okay, it is. Good, good, it's thanks. April 6th, Ulster Hall. The, the Irish fan base, how, how important are they to you? Well, they've always been very important. You know, I, I've been coming over uh, since uh, 1992. My first album came out over here at the beginning of 92. And from the beginning, I've had amazing crowds. One of the big things that happened that I think has sort of cemented my my love and sort of appreciation of of fans here was that I was lucky enough to be here when Bill Clinton lit the uh, the, the 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 lights uh, here in Belfast uh, that that night you know Van Morrison of course played but I got to sing a song before he did and uh, I, I I never go into the Crown here in Belfast without someone coming up and said that you were here with your man, Bill. <laughs> that, was a, that was a terrible accent, but that was, no, was exactly. I, I, did, I did what I could. Good. But they they remember. It's really amazing how that has uh, has has been uh, has sort of remained a calling card for me. So uh, I, Bill doesn't call anymore. But, uh, but <laughs> did, did Bill play the sax? He he did uh, after a fashion. Yeah, he was uh, he was known as a saxophone player, and that's sort of that was my first the the first time I was sort of in his vicinity was. The, the beginning of, the, of his inaugural week, when he, when it, right before, well, just as he was becoming president, uh, I was included in a large choir of saxophonists, and they were my heroes, Jerry Mulligan and Michael Brecker and David Sanborn and uh, uh, Grover Washington Jr., all these amazing saxophone players, and I got I was asked to to be part of that uh, for a big TV show that Quincy Jones created because I had a hit and I played saxophone really I'm a singer who plays saxophone you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm when a great saxophone player is in the room I put my horn down and I sing That's no you said you said you know you're a brilliant player of course oh, you're well, an outstanding well, well. singer I'm just wondering you know do you in your head see yourself as a as a jazz person or is there is there something in there that says you know your country I'm all over the place. I mean, I love I love jazz music. I grew up studying it. Um, but my first record was a pop soul record. You know, people know me first. I wonder why. You know, it was a blue eyed soul record. But I I grew up studying the blues. I played drums in a punk rock band. I I play music the way my record collection sounds just all over the place and it's been a bit confusing for record companies and publicists and uh, managers, but. 
I guess, you know, I, I get a little bored if I just stay in one place. I'm always looking uh, to learn something new and to see if I can take that type of music and put it together with this type of music. And, and it's um, it's worked for me in that I, I do exactly what I want to do. I produce my own records. I pick the songs. I write the songs if I want to. Nobody, anymore anyway, nobody tells me what I'm supposed to do. Early on, I sort of ran afoul of some record company executives, uh, particularly a guy called Clive Davis and I butted heads for a couple of years and finally he realized I wasn't going to give up and so he took the money and I took the uh, control. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've had that ever ever since and a heck of a back catalogue. I'm just wondering, when you do have the hits and you have the recognition right across the UK and right across America, indeed, what sort of lift does that give someone like Curtis Staggers? Well, I still have a career because of, really because of one hit song. I mean, I had others, you know, You're All That Matters To Me was also a hit uh, around the world, and, and I was on the Bodyguard soundtrack with, with uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. But because my first single from my first album was a, a number one, or a top ten hit all over the world, got a little carried away there with number one, um, but because it was a hit, um, it has allowed me the career that I have. I still get to do this for a living. I don't, you know, I... I I, I just kept going because of of that. So it was a huge lift, um, and uh, it continues to be. And I continue to play the song and love it because it's mine. I wrote it, and uh, I just I do it differently. Uh, d- different nights I'll play it as a jazz tune, or I'll play it as a kind of a, a country influenced folk pop tune. You know, it just depends on what instrument I have in my hands. And what's it like for you when you decide to do it differently or do any of the songs differently? Because some people will say, oh, you know, I'm not into jazz. Then they hear you and they say, oh, of course I'm into jazz. But uh-huh. people, you know, around here either put their hand up and say, I love country music or sadly they say I detest country music. Now, yeah. I'm a massive country music yeah. fan. Well. And, and, you know, I, I scold people who think that country music is in some way inferior to other genres that come out of this part of the world. Well, there's so many different kinds of country music, just like there are so many different kinds of jazz and so many different kinds of uh, soul music and pop music. It, you know, it, it, it comes down to the songs, I think. And a song, I think, can be a really good song anyway, can be, in, uh, can be played in a lot of different ways. I've, I've, I mean, my albums, my jazz records have Elvis Costello songs and Nick Lowe songs and uh, uh, songs by Annie Lennox and and then country guys like uh, Merle Haggard or, or Willie Nelson. A good song is a good song. It tells a story. It has a melody, uh, and and it, it'll hold up uh, in any uh, in any uh, uh, style as long as it's got uh, sort of the, the the bones of of a good song, of a well written song. If you do a show and you're playing, say, cover versions from some of those guys, because I know you did some music from Steve Earle as well, mm-hmm. who I'm massively into. Oh, yeah. If you if you did the whole show and you didn't do, for example, I wonder why. If you didn't do it. Um, would the would the audience be going away short short changed, or if you if you you know decided that you weren't going to do, you're all that matters to me. I I just don't see any reason not to do those songs. Um, 
the, both both of those songs are songs that I wrote, and uh, there are, there are a couple of songs that were singles that I didn't write that I don't really care about, and I haven't done them in years. But the ones that people come, I mean, there are people that come because they know I wonder why. How could I not play it? You know, it's it's so easy. Again, it's mine. I love the song. I just you know I just have evolved uh, the, the way I play them to fit what I'm doing now that night that you know that year that that tour so um yeah it would it just wouldn't make sense to me i you know i i know that there are artists that won't play their old hits and it just seems nuts to me you don't have to play them all i mean you know uh, i recently opened for van morrison a couple of times and uh Years ago, I went to see him, and he didn't really play any of the stuff that you know people wanted him to play. These days, he's playing it, and um, he's also playing new stuff, and he's you know he's just as irascible and and. Did, uh, did he talk to you? <laughs> yeah, you know, Van has been really nice to me. Uh, you know, we 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 definitely don't share any political views, but um, but we love music, and and we we talk about music, and uh, he's been he's been wonderful. He, he comes to my shows in London at, at Ronnie Scott's. It's a it's a huge surprise to me, you know, to see somebody that I grew up uh, you know admiring and basically borrowing from and learning from uh, from his records you know to see him in my audience you know it's it's yeah. very odd. like he is he is a genius <laughs> he is a genius he's uh, you know he's van he, there's there's nobody like him and uh, and uh, that's 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 good. Yeah, you see, if he was from somewhere else, uh, we would be saying, "My goodness me, Van Morrison, this Van Morrison, that." So many people here, even though they do recognise, yes, he is a genius. They sometimes see him in the street, and he doesn't speak to you, you know, that sort <laughs> no. of way. So no, he's that's tough. Van. Van is tough. Van is Van. You know, you you get you get Van, and and that's it. And and uh, you know. He, he is he's he's his own man and and I I respect that that's that's fine. I, I must have seen him. I'm sure I've seen him ten times. And every time you see him, you want more. Yeah, and you, yeah. and you have an admiration actually for the way he does it, where he sometimes turns his back and very often he doesn't speak at all. Yeah. and he might make an odd reference to his daughter or whoever's sure. coming onto the stage. Well, he's not he's not like a Loud Wainwright or a yeah. or a, um you know he's not a troubadour. He's not somebody that goes out there and chats. I like to chat. I mean, you go to my show, expect some talking, expect expect me to tell some dumb jokes and and tell you how how I wrote the song or who I wrote the song with. But Van Van's up there, he's singing. I, I'm uh, I'm impressed at in what great voice he is right now. I mean, he's he's no kid, obviously. You know, he's he's and, and he sing he's singing like he's 25 years old. I mean, he really Im impressed me the last time. And getting to sing, I mean, I last time I uh, I played with him, I opened for him. He had me out, and I got to sing. Jackie Wilson said, oh, but, right. uh, but you know, with Van Morrison, it was just crazy. It was uh, insane. So, what, like I said, what, what as, long as, others... as long as we don't talk politics, everything's fine. <laughs> no, he, he sort of he rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way during the during COVID. What, in relation to other superstars, and I mean the Elton Johns and the Vans of, of this world, you've You've shared stages and studios with a lot of them. I've been very lucky. Uh, Elton John was my first hero. The first album I ever bought with my own money was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And in 1992, um, I was, uh, you know, summoned to, uh, you know, b backstage at Wembley Stadium when I was opening for him and Eric Clapton and Bonnie Raitt. I was summoned to Elton's dressing room and got to hang out with my idol. And he knew that I, he was my idol because I talked a lot of, in the press. And he was lovely, and he's always been amazing to me. You know, I, I see him once every ten years or something, but uh, when I do, it's 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 like we've we've been friends for years. He's he's really been great. So I, I've I've been lucky. Bonnie Raitt is the same way. I mean, she's just 
adorable. She's such a kind human being. Carol King is another friend of mine that, you know, you just can't believe you're hanging out with someone that you've learned so much from that you, you heard on the radio when you were a, a little kid like I did. That's some list of stars. It's, it's just absolutely incredible. And, and Curtis, do, do you fly and drive and move around hoping that you're about to write another classic? Is, is that cross, does that cross your mind or do you sit down and physically try to do it? Oh, it's hard. Uh, writing songs for me, there, there are some songwriters that just get up every morning and write a, write a song. And for me, it's, it's the hardest part of my job. I love it. I love starting songs and finishing songs. All the stuff in the middle is agony. <laughs> All the work part of it. Um, as far as writing a classic, who knows? I just want to write, I just want to write good stories. And so, um, I, I do hope, uh, you know, that I can tomorrow finish that song I've been working on for the last year and a half, but uh, I wouldn't hold your breath if I were you. Well, I tell you, people uh, shouldn't hold their breath if they want to get a ticket. It's the 6th of April, but the tickets are on sale from the Ulster Hall box office. Yeah. If you want to see Curtis Staggers uh, on stage, first time uh, here for a long time, and um, you'll hear I Wonder Why, and You're All That Matters to Me, and Never Saw a Miracle, and, and the, 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 the show, Sons of Anarchy, you've, you've written for that haven't you yeah i was lucky enough to be uh, asked to co-write the theme song uh that is called this life and uh, i i wrote the lyrics uh, uh and then kind of they were and they ended up being co-written a bit by the uh, the creator of the show and i sang the demo of it thinking someone else was going to sing the song for the show and they said oh yeah that's perfect we're going to put that on so i ended up being the voice of sons of anarchy and i did i did several other uh, recordings for it uh, during the run of the show it, it ended up being a huge show particularly in the states i think it was pretty big over here as well you know there was a there was definitely an irish uh, uh, there was a there were a couple of uh, threads to the story that that ended up over here and uh, people really got into it I, I just considered it a really lucky thing out of nowhere I was uh, I was the voice of this show that was huge uh, a, a show about bloodthirsty gun running bikers you know I mean <laughs> go figure <laughs> well you're one very modest guy uh, Curtis lovely meeting you and you and you great to, great to talk to you thank you for coming into the studio Curtis Steiger's with us here in the studio at uh, U105 and here's one of those songs that he did right
There's Mags saying, lovely interview, on my way to get the tickets. Uh, what a lovely man, says Mags, listening to the program. Uh, Jeff, big fan of Curtis Staggers. Uh, Karen, as well, just some of the people uh, enjoying the chat there with Curtis in the studio. And he will be playing the Ulster Hall on the 6th of April. That's the 6th of April, so a nice uh, stocking filler for uh, Christmas there. If you're looking for an idea for uh, a night out for you and your loved ones, um, that's the Ulster Hall Belfast uh, tickets from the Ulster Hall box office. The great Curtis Steiger's with us here on U105. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.